Hello there, John Cotrillo here, the life coach of your listener. Thank you for joining me for another episode. Today I'd like to discuss the phenomenology of undertaking therapeutic processes and processes of change when uh, addressing one's mental illness. As usual, I'll make clear that I'm not a mental health professional, so if you do have concerns about any matter of your health, please seek professional assistance. But I'm hoping that by opening this discussion and exchanging ideas, we can learn more about the world together and learn more about our experiences. I'm not looking to make any type of accusation or attribution here about where these beliefs may originate, because it is difficult to determine. But in my experience, it's easy to develop an idea that when you're undergoing therapy for mental illness, that the therapeutic process is somewhat passive in that simply by receiving the treatment in and of itself, there's going to be a point at which you start to feel better, much like you, you would experience if you were to take uh, medication to treat a particular condition. Due to this, it may be easy for people to conclude when they don't start to feel better at the time at which they expect to or at, or at a rate at which they expect to, that the therapy is ineffective. Now, there are a lot of variables that can potentially uh, play a part in determining exactly how effective therapy is for a particular person. So this is not a, a specification of any particular answer here. This is a general discussion about what is generally necessary for therapy to be effective. So if one is undergoing therapy and they start to wonder why they're not feeling better, why the, the, the effects of the therapy aren't acting on them, and are potentially looking for a secret as to how therapy is meant to work, the reality is that there is no secret. When it comes to psychotherapy and counselling, there isn't a means of engaging with the therapy effectively without suffering to some extent. And when I say suffering, I mean confronting the problems that you face and bearing the discomfort that the symptoms cause you in order to learn to live with them. Really, the means by which effective counselling and psychotherapy actually work is by teaching you the origins of those symptoms that you're experiencing and how the challenges function, and then teaching you to take action that specifically counteracts those, those challenges. And often what it involves is learning to work with the discomfort that's caused by the symptoms. Now, in a previous episode, I discussed the phenomenology of mental illness and explained that mental illness is not simply a collection of negative thoughts, feelings, or behaviors, but it, act, but it can actually involve, at an underlying level, a sense of distress that affects our most basic brain functions and that can be so uncomfortable to us that the only way for us to uh, ease the symptoms is to disengage from what it is that we're doing, that, that the illness is on the surface stopping us from doing. So in order for counselling and psychotherapeutic frameworks to be effective, what we have to do is actually learn to, in those moments in which our symptoms are so uncomfortable that we feel like disengaging from our activity at hand, we have to actually learn how to engage with those with the, in that same activity despite the symptoms and learn to cope with them so that they don't stop us from doing what we want to do. Now, this is, I must admit, as somebody who is mentally ill himself, an uncomfortable truth because suffering is bad and we can't deny that. And it also, by natural standards, isn't fair that some people have to suffer more in certain activities, even in their most basic daily activities that shouldn't necessarily have any emotional element to them, should have to suffer more than others. 
my aim of discussing this today was to offer some explanation to those of us who may be feeling as though therapy isn't working for us because we're not immediately experiencing the results that we expect to see. The unfortunate truth is that when we're mentally ill, a lot of activities and uh, endeavours in life that should be relatively easy, unfortunately, are going to be more difficult for us. And therapy is a means of helping us to cope with those challenges so that we can still continue to do what we want in life. Curing a mental illness is never a guarantee, and often coping is what we can achieve. And among possible explanations, one of them is that what we actually do influences how we think and feel as much as how we think and feel influences what we do. And this is advice that I often give to people. If you're waiting for yourself to develop the right feelings or the right mindset about a goal before you approach it, and you never feel that you reach the mindset or the goal that you're after, often the best solution is to start engaging and then let the activity help you develop the mindset. To give an example outside the realm of psychopathology, if we play an instrument and as we're practicing, we don't feel we're quite as skillful in that session as, we, uh, as we'd like to be, or as we imagined ourselves to be, if we cease practicing, what's eventually going to happen is we're going to reinforce in our mind the idea that we're not skillful. If, however, we force ourselves to practice and we continually do that every time we feel uh, disheartened in some way about our skills and we uh, try to maintain the same practice routine, eventually, by virtue of practicing, we can improve our skills and then we reinforce to ourselves that we don't lack skill, we just need practice. So overall, if you're undergoing therapy and you're waiting for the moment at which your symptoms or your suffering ends and the therapy instantly starts working, unfortunately, you may have to adjust your expectations. Therapy is an effortful process that involves deliberately engaging with the problems that we face to learn to overcome them. It's a gradual process. I will admit that I am as much of a work in progress as life as any one of my clients is, and there's no shame in any of us uh, being in that state. As long as you are alive and breathing, any good change you make, however small it may be, will be worthwhile. I can't guarantee what results you'll see, but anything that you achieve is an achievement that's worthwhile in some way. Thank you for joining me for this episode. As per usual, I'd very much welcome your questions and comments. Please feel free to contact me. Until next time, take care.